Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Namihi nui and welcome. From RNZ National, here's our changing world. Let's join a group of young and aspiring scientists at NanoCamp. Hi, I'm Shania. I've really enjoyed the experience. It wasn't anything like I thought it would be. Physics is actually quite exciting, I found out. I was just really surprised with everybody's willingness to sort of help us out and let us experience the cool everyday stuff that they get to do, which is like crazy. High precision lasers, electron microscopes and nanoscale electronics were all on the curriculum for a group of year 12 and 13 students as they joined scientists at the McDermott Institute for a week of experimenting and learning. So let's imagine I have this in my machine, I have done my quantum dots, I put uh, my probes on my substrate and look at what you can see. You can see beautiful blue purple light. My name is Nicola Gaston. I'm the Deputy Director of uh, the McDermott Institute uh, in charge of our outreach programs. Uh, so thanks for coming along to our NanoCamp. Tell me a bit about it. There's a whole um, bunch of students. They'll be just about finishing school. They spend a week here. They get to spend time with all of our researchers, finding out what research and nanotechnology is all about, what happens behind the scenes, um, what our scientists look like and who they are as people and what they get excited about, um, which is often one of the things that gets the students excited, I think. We've just sat in a session about LEDs. Can you give me an idea of what other topics they go through? It's the full spectrum of the McDermott Institute research from chemistry, synthesis of um, fluorescent materials, the superconductivity research, which is now at the Robinson Research Institute, which uh, used to be at Industrial Research. There's the research out at GNS, uh, materials research out there that they get to, to find out about. This is not the first time you're doing it, so have yeah. you seen some of the students who've gone through NanoCamp back in the lab? Yeah, so our, our NanoCamp students, we must have been doing this for close to 10 years. The first one, I think, was at Massey University, and since then it's run at Canterbury and Auckland and um, all over the country, Otago as well. And they definitely tend to be students who are very keen on the physical sciences and and want to get into research in this area. Um, So we do tend to see them coming up in different university departments in physics and chemistry in the years after they do the program. My name's Isaac, and uh, NanoCamp for me has been quite a a good experience. I think my favourite highlight would have to be superconductors and floating magnets. I've never seen something levitate like that and to be able to spin it around and see something spin without friction is quite fascinating. So is this more hands-on or Uh, what's the difference between here and school? At school it's based around the exams. Here it's just talking about topics that are interesting I guess and we can play around. There's no 
like pressure to you have to know this just yet? My name's Dana. I kind of have two favourites, the superconductors and levitation with the liquid nitrogen, but then I also loved going into the chemistry labs and doing um, luminescence. We got to make kind of the liquid that goes into glow sticks and test that out, which was very cool. Put so would into... you be able to make a glow stick at home now? I have the instructions, so if I got the chemicals, then yeah. Are you heading into anything science I would love to go into medicine, but yeah, I, I do really love physics, which is what attracted me to NanoCamp. Hello, um, I'm Andrew from Scots College. I really enjoyed this whole week um, of fun activities. Some of the highlights were perhaps more of the practical activities, such as Spintronics, where we got to create our own um, s- motor. I felt really involved in these activities and they really um, spurred my enthusiasm for nanotechnology. Although it was really good to know some of the theory as well, especially some of the more complex ones that they wouldn't usually cover at school. Will you be heading into a science degree of some sort? Uh, I would be thinking between engineering and health sciences, but as they say, the world's your oyster, so there's plenty of time to decide. Hi, my name's Riddy, and um, I think I've liked quite a bit from this nanocamp experience like firstly the science behind it is very good like i've got to see the different parts of where science you know extends to and the different um career paths it takes you to um i've also liked meeting the new people with like similar ideas and so that's always been fun I am uh, Dr. Frank Natalie. I am a senior lecturer at um, Victoria University of Wellington, and I am uh, one of the co-organizers of um, this year NanoCamp. My interest this year was to um, talk with students about um, light-emitting diodes. That's, I think, an, an amazing thing to use to um, highlight and emphasize the strong connection between research and um, our daily life. In fact, I should say uh, research industry and our daily life. And Perhaps even more common than we realise, just how often we come across LEDs. Yeah, I think that's not only um, showing students um, how often we we use them. In fact, I I often use the words uh, breathing, smelling, playing, touching LEDs, and that's not only kids, that's the entire um, community. Uh, if you just walk in the street and, and you cross um, a road, you, you may see um, traffic lights, and most of them now are, are using light-emitting diodes. Um, uh, and obviously one of the main applications now is um, using LEDs for lighting, mostly for energy savings. And they are coming more and more um, abundant and more and more um, used um, in the general community. It was quite a nice way of introducing um, quantum dots or the idea of you know, minute amounts of materials actually having a function. Yes, yeah, that's something that is... Um, I guess often missing in the understanding of um, how advanced um, are our um, devices. People think that's uh, something quite easy to do and uh, in fact it requires a lot, a lot of work and a lot of controls and often to reach this um, degree of, I would say, perfection, um, you need to um, invest a lot of money in research equipment and a lot of time. So the light emitting diodes were a fantastic example uh, f- for me, I think, to show why it takes a long, long time to um, to move from research to um a commercial um, available product. If you take the white light emitting diodes, the research started in the beginning of the 70s, and they are just now really commercially available. So it took like 40 years 
and people are always forgotten this aspect. It takes a long, long time to develop the, a fantastic product. Okay, so I purchased three bulbs. Okay, this, they have all the same brightness. More or less, I mean, they are very close to each other. You can see, do you agree with me, the same brightness? This one is what we call a compact one. Hi, it's my name is Aiden, and we are Discovery Award recipients, and we've been in Victoria University and around science facilities in Wellington experiencing some fantastic science opportunities. You're already quite clear that you want to be an engineer. So how did that fit into what you've done so far? So everyone pretty much knows who wants to be engineering is for first year it's calc and physics. So that's two very basic components, fundamentals that you need and fully enjoyed it because we learn a lot of that in level three physics. When you see it in practical demonstration it's just fantastic because it's I mean you just wouldn't see that in everyday life really, so it's almost voodoo as such to everyday sort of people, but for us we sort of had the basic links and the information and then when we seen it, it was just something completely new and different and very exciting. Has it moved you along, your decision-making about what you might do after school? Um, You're already training towards natural sciences? Yeah, I, I knew I wanted to do science because it's such a, it's such a free topic. You know, you've got freedom to be able to understand things in, in your own way and sort of find your own path, explore. And I really like that idea of it, but being here has made me realise there's quite a lot to explore. <laughs> I thought I was going to go into biology, but I'm not too sure now. <laughs> um, being able to know there's pathways out there to do stuff that I love doing and what everybody else at the institutes seem to love doing, like they're also passionate about it, is really cool. And, yeah, it's definitely going to shape how I make my my decisions when going into university. My name's Cherie, and... I don't know what my favourite part was. It was all just a really good experience because we got to like experience all different parts of science at the tertiary level and in the labs and interacting with the scientists who've all got their PhDs and they really know things, but they made the time to you know stop and explain all the things at the level we understand, but they also challenged us to think deeper. What is it that attracted you to engineering in the first place? Well, I've always really liked physics and maths and... I was kind of like, what can maths and physics take me to? And I didn't really know, but then I kind of discovered engineering and I thought, yeah, that'll be it. And then I went to an engineering camp and I liked that. And then I went to another science camp and there was like a robotics thing we did there. And I was like, yeah, I like that. And so it's just kind of been things are pushing me towards like engineering and mechatronics and that's what I want to do now. So I'm really excited for this year where I can just like continue that and yeah, do some more science. Hello, my name's Alex. I especially liked the plasma manipulation side of it, which was the last two days. I did find that quite interesting, as I do like pulling things apart. I'm not too good at putting them back together generally, but <laughs> I quite enjoyed like seeing how everything worked, how like the different valves opened and pressure went through or things. Yeah. Any idea where you might go after school? I want to do something science-based, but I wasn't really too sure before I came here. Though this did pique my interest quite a bit. Hi, I'm Tia. I'm from Nelson. This week for me has actually been really beneficial because next month I'm moving to Auckland to start a Bachelor of Science. This week pretty much was really based on physics, which I haven't done in a while. So this was like a catch-up and I feel much more prepared going into university because 
first semester I'm taking a physics paper. But alongside that, I'm looking at going into physiology or medicine. So, like, seeing how all the machines work, like the MRIs and everything, was actually quite interesting because that's probably the machines that I'll be using. But, yeah, like, it was a great week and I'm really grateful for everyone taking their time to help us and teach us their knowledge. Thanks to the nanocampers and Nicola Gaston from the McDiarmid Institute and material scientist Frank Nutterly at Victoria University of Wellington. That's all for now, but you can stay in touch with us on Twitter at rnz underscore science. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.